Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm looking forward to sharing today's guest. Carrie Leskowitz is a certified life coach and award-winning designer with more than 20 years of experience transforming both spaces and lives. As founder of Carrie Leskowitz Interiors, she helps clients nurture the holistic connection between their homes and their physical, emotional, and spiritual health through self-exploration and reinvention. Her beautifully curated homes focus on the mind-body connection to promote the overall well-being and an abundant life. Today, Carrie is here in our author's alley to share her new book, Ohm for the Home. So with all that being said, Carrie, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you, Jory. Happy to be here. It's a pleasure to share you. So I'd love you to take us a little bit on your journey to what led you to interior design. I was doing fashion. I was studying psychology in college. And then I went into fashion show production. I was always, I always had a love of fashion and I had an opportunity to work with um, a fashion show producer So I started working with her on the weekends while I was in college studying psychology. And I wrapped that up and went to the Art Institute for Visual Merchandising because I really felt like my future was in fashion, not in psychology. I didn't want to go for the master's degree that I thought I needed. So I had always loved fashion. I was traveling with Brides Magazine. I was doing styling for video and commercials and catalogs, and I loved it. I was going to start my own production company and do fashion shows and take it on the road when I got pregnant with my first son. And the commitment started coming in right around my due date. So that wasn't going to work. My mother was an interior designer. And I thought a lot of the work at the time was leaving Philadelphia, where I'm located, and I really wasn't able to pack up and go to New York. So I decided to go into business with my mother. She was kind of dabbling. I said, let's make it, you know, more business-like. And we went into business together. I, you know, I loved it, and I knew it was sustainable, and it was very similar to fashion, Um, There's a lot of overarching themes and principles. Um, Eventually, she bowed out, and I kept going. And I was doing design, loving it, passionate about it. 
and I started really feeling stuck um, in an area of my life with two kids and um, my second husband. <laughs> and I just, there was nothing I could do but change the thoughts in my head that were creating the suffering. I really had no control. I wanted to move. I wanted to leave. I wanted newness. I wanted a different house. I wanted a different city. I had like a lot of thoughts in my head that were creating suffering. So I decided to become a life coach, as one does, out of the clear blue, um, to give myself tools to help retrain my brain to tell myself a different story. And I was able to do that, and I loved my life coach education. I simultaneously was not feeling well, and I went from doctor to doctor, and I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So there was like a lot happening all at once. I was creating this language as I was working with my clients and saying, you know, I see something, your environment mimics something that's going on in your life, you know, or you get intimate with people when you work in their homes. I, you know, was privy to like relationship issues. And there was always, it was always mirrors with something going on in their home. And I started coaching some of my design clients. So simultaneously, I started not to feel well, and slowly I got sicker and sicker, and I really wasn't able to do interior design. I couldn't take the stress. I couldn't take the running. I, there were times where I couldn't get out of bed. So I said to myself, what can I do? What is, again, sort of using my life coach experience now, what can I do? What is in my control? And again, because I go into things very naively and organically, I said, I can write a book. <laughs> you know, I wasn't somebody who ever said, oh, I think I have a book in me. And I decided that because I couldn't leave the house on a lot of days, I would write a book. And I would show people that there is a connection between our inner space, our our body, our mind, our spirit, and our outer space, our home. And awareness is really the mirror. And I really believe as I was going through this health journey that our home is another pillar of wellness, not separate from, you know, eating well, exercising, getting good sleep. It's an integral part of that. And it wasn't really being given enough attention. So as I was healing my own body, I was writing my book, and it became a really cathartic journey. And I am managing my autoimmune disease. And I did this incredible thing. I think that's awesome. I what a, what a marvelous way to bring out something like Home for the Home. It really is. So I want to ask you, how do you find messages in the mess? I'll give you a couple of examples because it sounds vague when I just talk about it. But when I give examples, there's always that like aha moment. One of them is my own issue that I discovered. We, I come into my house through my kitchen. 
And I, as I said, I'm in this home with my second husband. Um, maybe I didn't say that, but the only thing that changed were husbands. <laughs> and I still was in the same house, which was another, you know, reason that I was suffering a little. I wanted the newness and a house that expressed both of us. But that didn't happen. So we, I come in my house through the kitchen, and my husband would always put the mail on the kitchen counter, as many of us do. You get the mail, you put it on the kitchen counter. It's just mail. That's in reality, that's all it is. But I noticed that it was a trigger for me. So when I came in my kitchen, the first thing I saw was a pile of mail. But I interpreted as, oh, my God, there's the bills. We can't afford it. Money going out, lack. It was a trigger based on something that I had learned as a child. So I had to explain to my husband that we needed to put the mail away. I didn't want to see it when I walked in the room, but it also told me that there was work to do around money. It's energy like everything else. And my beliefs around money were, was a message that I needed to change. And I did. Another example is a client that I worked with. You know, a lot of us have like a basement with boxes in it. Or in this case, she had like a guest room. And, you know, you just put things in there. They don't have a place. You don't know what to do with it. You'll get back to it later or boxes, in this case, from her parents' home that she had cleaned out after they passed. And she shut the door, and it was just like all this stuff was just sitting in that bedroom. And she contacted me, and she wanted to turn it back into a guest room and get rid of all that clutter. So one of the things I like to do is ask people to create a metaphor around why she was having trouble you know, opening the door and going through the stuff in the bedroom. And with some coaching, she told me that the boxes in the bedroom, which were full of some of her um, things from her parents, you know, in like scary movies, like hands will come out of the walls, like to draw you in. It's, if you turn your feelings, if you can name them and turn them into visual metaphors, Sometimes you can start to break it down. So she was explaining she felt like it was almost one of those haunted houses where the hands were like coming out of the wall and they were trying to like grab her. And it was so, so interesting. So working with that, you know, what was scary? Why was this triggering her? And it told us that we needed to do a little deep dive into some issues that she had with her parents that were unresolved and there's like an exercise that you can do to reparent yourself because ultimately we can give ourselves what we need if we know what that is so the key is what area in your home might be creating dissatisfaction or triggering you or feeling heavy and how can you dissolve the thoughts around it to clean it up and resolve it. Because ultimately our homes are a feeling state. So we wanna feel safe, we wanna feel seen, we wanna feel like it's expressing us authentically. 
And that needs to be in every area. It can't be hiding in a closet or in a room with the door shut because it's still there energetically. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors. And we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice because safety It's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We're with Carrie Leskowitz, and we're talking about Ohm for the Home. And I want to ask you, touching on what we were talking about before the break, how does someone figure out who their authentic self is? You really need to think about who you are at your core. Without all the labels that we place on ourselves or that others place on us, um, you're not your job, you're not your bank account, you're not your weight. Like, who are you deep inside? What do you value? What fulfills you? What gives you purpose and meaning? These are all things that we can begin if we understand ourselves deeply, that we can go inward and ask questions about, you know, what we're passionate about, what fulfills us, moving towards our values, creating goals around that, and then align the decisions that we make based on that knowledge. And just to touch on OM for the home is OM is our body, our vessel, our inner self, our inner knowing, as well as our home. Everything is interconnected. Nothing is separate. So if we know ourselves and our core and what fulfills us and gives our life meaning, we can decorate accordingly so that when we walk into our home, it is a true reflection of who we believe ourselves to be. I love that. I really do. You know, again, I'm just thinking of walking in my front door and 
I love where I live and I love my home and it's my first reaction every time I walk in because I might be gone for days or weeks at a time and now I get to see, you know, my grandchildren's things and it just brings me joy to come home every single time I walk into my house. So you touch on so many different things in Ohm for the Home. Feng Shui, we hear about it all the time, but how does a beginner get started with Feng Shui? I do touch on a lot of things. And what I would like to say is, you know, I talk, the overarching theme is that everything is interconnected, our health, our, you know, our wellness, um, our, our mental well-being, our spirituality, but everything is also energy and the interconnection of all of these things. So because I've kind of brought together a lot of different topics, I would say to somebody reading the book, like, pick the area that resonates with you the most and begin there because everything is interconnected. So if you started with feng shui, because maybe that interested you and you got adept at that, you would move on to crystals and then maybe you would, you know, lower your toxin levels. But feng shui, you can't talk about energy and alignment without talking about feng shui. And it's really the art of, um, of energy and flow throughout your house. We want balance in our homes. We want balance in our bodies. So how do we create energetically balance within our home? And I give you the five elements, which is something that anybody can really look at the five elements, look at an area of your house you might want to boost, for example, We've all been in our homes for a year and a half, and, you know, maybe we want to boost community. So I also give you a Bagua map. It, it feels a little intimidating at first, but just keep trying it. I say, you know, use your intuition. It will often guide you. If you looked at the Bagua map and you said you wanted the helpful people corner, because you want community, maybe you're looking for a mentor. Um, you look at the five elements and you see if they're balanced. And again, I know this sounds like a little complicated for a novice, but it's not. And you want the balance of the fire, metal, water, earth, wood. Um, you know, and you can represent those in colors in shapes, in accessories or, you know, items. So you really want to create balance in your home. You look at command positions, like you don't want to have your back to a door. You always want to be seeing what's coming. You don't want sharp objects around. There's a lot of, I think, uh, natural intuitiveness to good interior design and feng shui without necessarily saying, oh, this is feng shui. Interesting. And you brought up crystals yeah. in that. How do people use crystals in their home for wellness? Crystals have a, first of all, they're beautiful. They're just naturally beautiful. And they have the ability to sort of dispel negativity and bring in positivity. So wherever I would say start with like a quartz or an amethyst, 
Um, that's sort of a general like multitasker and just bring a crystal into your space and see if it doesn't change how you feel. Just looking at it is beautiful. If you want to um, dispel like negativity after somebody has been in the room, what I like to do is cleanse the crystal. I used to use um, um, a smudge stick, which you light, but I've noticed that there's a lot of new fire laws and I have set off more than one fire alarm. So now I'm so nervous about it. There's like mist that you can buy or you can make your own DIY mist. And I like to clean a crystal and because crystals hold energy, where have they been? You know, they were on a truck. They came from a quarry. So we want to kind of cleanse the crystal so it's fresh, bring it into our space so it can then cleanse our space. And different crystals have different meanings. So depending on, you know, next level, if you were calling in a partner or, you know, a love interest, you know, rose quartz, or if you wanted to, um, you know, if you were sitting in an office all day and you were, you know, working around all electronics, you would bring in like black tourmaline. So you kind of like start discovering what the crystal's meanings are and then what works for you, go with it. I have to laugh. My old office, I had somebody come in who was so negative that after they left, I burned sage because I just wanted to get my windows didn't open in the office. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't open anything to let it out. And it was so funny because I had my Abilene in the front of my office. Mm -hmm. So after I was done, I put the smudge stick in there. It didn't extinguish. And about 20 minutes later, one of the guys comes in. He's like, uh, what are you doing in here? Because the whole front office was how the smoke alarm didn't go off. I have no idea because of the sprinklers, but they were teasing me for weeks. It makes a lot of smoke. <laughs> it really does. And Sage, you know, is right up there. They were like, what were you burning in the office? Like, no, 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 it was Sage. It really was. It was Sage. So you talk about the clutter effect in your book. Yeah. Explain what that is, because it's very interesting to me. You know, it's just, there have been so many studies done that if we don't treat ourselves well, if we don't value ourselves, have a self-care routine, and we let our homes sort of, you know, morph into an area where there's a lot of clutter, um, you know, or it looks unkept, we tend to not feel well, we tend to have more stress, our cortisol levels rise. And people view that, like if for some reason, you know, somebody comes into your space or whatever, you know, people will view that as a characteristic of you. Um, if you, you just uh, give this example in the book, uh, I w had gone to a lot of doctors when I wasn't feeling well. And you know, their office was chaotic and I could never calm down. And the flowers were always like dead in a pot as I walked up the door. And you just assume it's really like a first impression. You know, you, you make an impression of somebody based on the amount of clutter or chaos or disorganization or unprofessionalism. And then you assume that that's who you are. It just sort of trans 
laced into every area. Rightly so or not, that's sort of what we assume. Interesting. So as we're wrapping this up, who can benefit from reading Ohm for the Home? Anybody that has a house. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody that's really interested in understanding the deeper connection that our home has on our well-being, really. What would you like to leave our listeners with, Carrie? The understanding that everything is connected. And if you take care of yourself physically, if you take care of yourself emotionally, you must take care of your living space. It will reward you in kind because of that interconnection. You will feel better. You might challenge yourself to do something new. You'll just feel better, mind, body, spirit. You know, again, I enjoyed your book because I find it very interesting how you connected all of these different things because really how you feel is a reflection of your home. It's so funny. My cousin, I went to visit her. She's in Nevada. So I do my cross-country drives. I haven't done it in obviously almost two years now. But I got there 4th of July and she was vacuuming her patio. And I'm like, how dare people track dirt outside? (laughs) I'm like, do you see you? Do you realize you're vacuuming the patio? She goes, I know, I'm insane. You can't take it too far. (laughs) It's so funny because she has the most beautiful home, but it always has to look like nobody lives there. So so there you go. There's a place to work because she obviously, well, I don't want to say obviously, I'm not diagnosing her, but, you know, maybe there's some OCD there, you know, maybe there's something else that she might want to look at. Because it, it's connected. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, know it's so funny. When, when, when we were growing, you know, when our kids were little, and, you know, for me, if it was a choice between mopping the floor or playing with the kids, I'm going to play with the kids mm-hmm. because I can mop the floor when they go to bed. Right. And she looks back, she, she goes, and me, I mop the floor. Right. She said, forgetting that that floor was always going to be there, you know? And so it's your home. Love it. Care for it. It is a reflection of who you are, but be you. I I just enjoy what you had to share. So Thank please you. let everyone know how they can reach out to you, Carrie. Everything is on my website, CarrieLeskowitzInteriors.com. From there, you can um, order the book, um, my Instagram, my Facebook. All my information is there in one place. Excellent. And we will have separate links up on the website and on our show page, but carrieleskowitz.interiors.com. You will really enjoy this book. It's a very interesting book. It's well-written, and you'll take a lot away with it. So, Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters Bluegrass. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She